I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. It is Monday evening. It is 8pm, which means only one thing. It is the Online Darts Live Lounge with me, Phil Bars, Jack Gobby Garwood and Lee Boyce. And we are going to be talking darting nonsense over the next two hours. And I genuinely cannot wait. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we? Very well. Very oh, My mic's miles away. Very, very well. Although I'm not quite sure about that intro anymore. Sometimes we talk nonsense, but I, f- I think we've got a few little pearlers in us. Let- let's not put ourselves down too much. Let's start building it back up. This is a reputable darts conversation weekly show. Thank you very much. Well, it is for me anyway. You have to speak for yourself. Boise, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are we doing, buddy? Yes, not bad. Not bad. Another good week. And uh, another good week coming up. Well, lots of things. So, uh, all, all done and well, listening to Dobbs nonsense for the next two hours, everyone. Sorry about that. Yeah, look, guys, what an unbelievable weekend of dart and action we've had from the very top of the professional game right down to grassroots. It's been all go, 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 which has been unbelievable. Trying to cover it all was tough, but we, um, we, we got there. It's all very good. Everyone in the chat room as well. Come and say hello. All the usual suspects are in. Um, Missy, of course. Uh, Reese, Craig, Darcy, I'm doing Paul. Someone called Lee Voices in. Don't know who he is. Carl from Darts Track. I hope you are well, my friend. Um, Matthew is in as well. We've also got a poll running in relation to the Ladies Series this coming weekend. Who do you think is going to pick up the titles? And places at Alexandra Palace and the Aldersley Leisure Village for the Grand Slam of Darts. So get your thoughts in now and we will talk about that later. 
But, gentlemen, there's only one place to start. And we're going to Copenhagen. By the way, anyone that's not been, what a city. Recommend it. Absolute banging place. Um, but just what a weekend of darts. Before we jump into everything else, boys, what a statement set this weekend. Massive. Darts is back on the big scene internationally. Um, I hope... I'm right in saying this, but I don't see it going back to how it was now. I think enough places will remain open. This is, we've had the blip. We've had the behind closed doors now. Whatever happens moving forward, we're getting back to normal. And the new venues in the last couple of weeks, Hungary and Copenhagen, have delivered the UK and the the fixed locations on the calendar as it stands right now have a lot to deliver for the rest of the year because if that hunger keeps growing on the continent, we may lose a couple of events if they're going to keep putting on quality events like that. Oh, completely with you, boys. So you, you agreed that it was unreal? Yeah, 100%. We've seen it, we've seen it Blackpool out that the atmosphere was. Um, there was questions obviously asked about new venues um, and they've performed so far, but we've got a new venue coming up in the UK. It, well, I say new. We've not seen it for a couple of years back for the Grand Prix. So it'll be interesting to see if that can live up to what we've seen uh, over the past couple of weeks. But yeah, certainly there's going to be uh, questions raised about the uh, UK fans to perform as well as what we've seen in Copenhagen and uh, Hungary. Yeah, uh, Mace is in the chat room, mate. Hope you are good. Hope you enjoyed covering it from the London studio. Um, yeah, the, the, the darts were just absolutely out of this world and yeah look we we know where we're, we know where we're going there's two huge talking points but we're gonna go in chronological order gents we're not gonna get up ourselves we'll we'll do things the right way or it could be tempted to jump straight to the juicy points but we'll start well, with Phil, Phil are, we not, are we not doing day two before day one like last week are we no. doing it the right order this week? <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Friday night saw the best eight, or sorry, the eight PDC representatives take on the Nordic and Baltic regions. And there was only one real, sh we'll do the shock first of all, which was Madaz Rasma beating Nathan Aspinall Jensen. The Asp didn't really look himself up there, if I'm being honest, Goff. No, he looked a little bit out of sorts. He looked like he was just searching for that extra something. He Nathan's one that, for the last two years, we've been saying thrives off a crowd and will absolutely love it when it returns. And actually, hasn't quite gone to plan so far for him. Um, look, he probably had the toughest draw there. Michael maybe with Darius as well. You can see how far he gets pushed. But I just think Rasmus been playing that little bit better on the Pro Tour recently. He's been on the stream a couple of times and you see that he's... He's awkward to play against as well because he loves to fly around the board and he's not the quickest. He's not the slowest in the world, but he's definitely not the quickest. He knows how to take his time. He, he won't be rushed by anything. Let, let's put it that way. He knows when he wants to throw his dart and, and where. Um, so it is a tough draw. You, you can't deny that. 95 average thrown by Rasma, but yeah, Nathan is, is struggling as, as one of the bigger boys right now. Yeah. Um, first game up though, Dimitri Vandenberg. Although it was a win... There was definitely a World Cup hangover, Boise. The throw, the demeanour on stage didn't look his normal self. 
Yeah, that, and I think that we saw that across. I, I would say the same about uh, Saturday as well. Um, but yeah, Friday was certainly seemed his weakest, and there was that there was that handover in there. It was just, I think, like uh, Dob just mentioned, there was those Rasmus and Labanosis because of how they've performed recently. Uh, those were the ones who could have caused the up, upset, but the rest, uh, including Dime, didn't really have to play at a top standard to get through their their results and. I think if Dimi would have stepped it up, we'd have seen that close to the one and the two than it was the four leads on the board. Because it wasn't a great Dimi performance, averaging around that late eighties, early nineties, I think. So it wasn't great from Dimi. No, no I was actually pretty as the overall standard. Not being funny, coming into this World Series before we move on, because we talk about first round, I was quite apprehensive about the standard we were going to see from the qualifiers. I don't know a lot about them. We've seen the World Series go to America. We've seen it go down under, etc. And there's a few more names that we're a little bit more familiar with outside of the top two. Overall, I actually thought they played all right. You can see that by the amount of legs they're picking up. There was only the one whitewash. Engstrom looked okay. His action yeah. meant that he's either bang on or, or miles away. But he, he threw some good darts at, at one point. Two ton plus checkouts. 21 tons in 10 legs of darts. That's very, very consistent for a man opening that as well. That would have been nervous because he's never been in that situation before. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Johnny Clayton, like you say, that that, that was the, the, the pushover. The ferret never really got out of second gear, if we're being completely honest. Um, like you say, not much to talk about. However, yeah. the world champion, world number one, the Iceman, Gellerin Price, 6-3 victory over... Daniel Larson only averaged 90 and events lead on from this. We've got a clip to play you in a minute, but you could see on stage from that performance, something wasn't right. Although we didn't understand at the time, the full extent, Gob, you could see something wasn't right there. Yeah, it was a bit of a flat game as well. Gezi, because there was obviously something wrong, didn't quite deliver. There wasn't quite the emotion behind it. Um, I think Daniel had a few darts on the floor, actually, that, that changed a couple of legs that meant this one could have been that little bit close as well. And the opportunity to punish Gezi, like Mace has just said in the chat room, that Nathan Asman got punished for things that the others got away with. And I think Gezi is, is one of those. Daniel Larson is no mug. He is a tour card holder. Um, but like I said, he had a couple of darts on the floor at key moments from what I remember. Um, and, and Gezi gets away with one. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Um, we've got a clip to play you as well. If I go like that, hey, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. So this was Gezi, a brief one, um, brief clip after we spoke to him after his victory. Yeah, I mean, I, I was fine two weeks ago, and then you know, towards the middle of the World Cup, sort of started to niggle me, and then you know, I. I couldn't even throw a dart really this week. I haven't practiced at all. I didn't practice much in, a, in the practice room just now because it just feels a little bit sore. But I know what I've got to do. I just need to get an injection in my arm and it'll be fine. But yes, uh, it's not good at the moment. And from that moment, it wasn't good, gent, because he did pull out, which has consequences later on, which we'll talk to. But we've seen on Instagram the injection was had. It's been done, so fingers crossed that that's quite a lot to... on Instagram for Mr. Price this week, Phil. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, a lot of it's been blown out of proportion. Look, 
I think I know him quite well. And that's his sense of humour. It was tongue-in-cheek. We won't spoil it because what the thing, but we'll talk about it later on. But I think it's been blown out of all proportion, personally. Uh, then... I have a slight different opinion on that. Then Gary Anderson, a 6-3 victory. Um, Gary played okay, 95, considering he'd only had two practice sessions since the world match play. Um, don't get wrong, that comes to bite him later on, and you could see there, there was a lot of rust. But in this one, Boise, he, he did all right. Yeah, I think, it, back to what I was saying about demean these sort of names, it wasn't that, as Dob said, he's right, the standard was good. However, these players now can win games with their B and C game. And I think we saw a lot of that, and it was just a bit of rustiness from Gary. Um, but done enough on the night to depth for him. Um, it's going to be interesting then to see him back um, when we get to the Grand Prix, obviously not playing uh, next week, to, to see then how he performs in that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I also, I go less than 30% on the doubles and average 95, to be fair. Yeah. After two <laughs> practice yeah. sessions in six weeks. Um, yeah, also, and true Gary style, we always get a sandbite off Gary, don't we? Always. Um, and things were no different this time um, around set the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit with, with this one and got social media's tongues wagging, talking about the World Cup. A lot of questions on social media around Team Scotland for next year. Will you let them defend that? Or if it's if you want to travel, will you play instead of John? Well, my book, I'm old school. You can't break up a winning team, can you? So there's your answer. <laughs> Flying Scotsman, quite definitive, boys. Yeah, I like that. He is, but it, it's such a weird one in the World Cup because at the minute, John Henderson is not in position to be ranked as the third highest Scotsman to be in that position, to stay in that team. And then if it's a choice between third choice Andy Bolton or, or third choice Alan Suter, perhaps, or whoever else is, is coming up the rankings, or Gary, then he's got a bit more of a decision to make off the back of that comment as well. I, don't, <laughs> I know we, we asked him for it, but at the same time, it could... Come back to bite him a little bit. It, it does, but we all know that there's that clause in the criteria that basically says we can pick who we want. So yeah. forget rankings. If they want to pick John Henderson, they will. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was something I, I asked both of you last week around when we were talking about it. That I, I think if you win the World Cup, that pairing should remain the same to be able to defend the title. And I would like to see. However, like I said, like Dobbs just said, it's all right, Gary saying that's a taste, but where John Henderson will be at, at that time is different. Obviously, he's got opportunities now, like the slam, to up that rankings, but there's people like Alan Suter who are performing very well and to potentially be above him at that stage. Yeah, and also, people saying on social media that he broke the partnership up in 2020 are factually incorrect because neither of the winning team in 2020 went to the World Cup. So, all you Gary haters, 
get your facts right, please, because he didn't break up the partnership. Neither of them went. Live, um, live broke up. To be fair, every year Team Scotland is a bit of a soap opera. <laughs> oh, it just yeah. has been for the last five years. Yeah, well, and, and this soap opera... Go on, baby. Only 2019, they've been their strongest, I can remember, for a while. <laughs> yeah, because before I was that, they had a bit trouble. Like... Then they actually played together. Then COVID. Now this year, like... Not normally with this though, the soap opera begins about a week or two before the event. This one's gonna run for about twelve months, shall we say? Oh boys, you, you should know when I've got a microphone, I want to know something. We'll, we'll ask anything. Hey, Premier League selection. I mean, selection questions are going to come out soon. Don't worry about September, that. we'll be talking about Premier League next. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no sorry, thanks. Don't worry, I'm, about the World Cup. I've already got the Amazon ones that I think can answer Premier League questions. Hi, Joe. <laughs> 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 um, and, um, and, and then from there the Queen of the Palace returned to action there was a lot of controversy on social media around her selection we're going, we're going to talk about this a lot more however in round one she um, she lived up to it 6-1 victory 87 average with 5 or 6 darts on the floor and one absolutely shocker of a leg that could have easily been a mid mid-90s average gob and she looked very good yeah yeah first leg genuinely thought there was a little bit of trouble and the 25 dart leg wasn't great but obviously they both had loads of darts missed at double it's just one of those moments where it just doesn't go for either player um but accomplished she reacted pretty well to going behind in the first leg um because that was a 104 checkout as well so that could have easily just disheartened her and gone no but stood up to it Decent performance hitting the darts on the floor. Um, gets over the line, job done in the joint second most convincing result of the day. Completely. Don't worry. Spoiler alert. We're going to speak about her a lot recent, coming up. Um, <laughs> then Peter Wright, 6-1 victory over Marco Cantelli. And shock horror, we had a change of darts, Boise. Um, the, yeah. the gold elements were, were nowhere to be seen. Um, and we, we'd gone back to the members or, or whatever they were. Um, he won, but wasn't convincing. Yeah, it's the same as always. Just because he didn't play very well and he didn't have a, a great weekend, I'm not in a position to tell him that it, what he's doing is wrong because we know we'll turn up next week with a completely different set and probably down and win it. Um but it what yeah it wasn't it wasn't a, a great performance from Peter what mid late eighties uh, but as I said just done enough on the day and then we was hoping to see the performance step up across then going into the Saturday but to change of dart is just always is just always going to be a thing uh, for Peter like I said we've seen him change that many times uh, and let, let's be honest that's not going to stop. Um, but he's, he's in he's in great form. Obviously, minus this weekend, he's in great form down into the the back end of the year with that performance they had in the match play. So there's there's no real concerns for me about the uh, the Peter Wright game. Just an off weekend, but a, a decent start on the Friday. And then the final game, Michael Van Gerwen against Darius Lewandowski. And I'm not going to lie, this game completely summed up Michael Van Gogh in season to date. Brilliant early on, a wobble in the middle, but unlike 
previous times this year, Gob, the last two legs was vintage Van Going. We saw the best and the worst in 11 legs. Definitely. It's a bit Van Gogh and evolved this to, to perhaps spoil a little bit what comes later. If you don't get him early, you don't get him at all. And very often in the past, the best opportunity to beat Michael Van Gogh has been in the first round. That's very 2017 to 2019. If you don't get him, you don't get him at all. And he seemed to dodge a little bit of a bullet there. Darius was superb again, fought back brilliantly in the middle of the game. He is really, really turned himself into a very, very difficult professional dart player to beat while he's on the tour. He's got pedigree from the BDO, but he's, he's been a great addition to the PDC over the last couple of years. And he will start taking out these big names more regularly. I have absolutely no doubt of it because he's quality and he's got bottled. He's double top hitting under pressure. is ridiculous. We saw that in the World Cup last year. We saw it this weekend as well. He absolutely loves that segment. Um, but yeah, Michael, 97 average. Decent way to get off the mark. If, if you're going to win your first title of the year, you have to stay in it in the first round. You can't win a title in the first round, you can lose it. And that's what he's been doing recently. And I'm still in the hunt. Yeah, let us know in the comments who was your performance of round one. A um, few contenders, but let us know what you think. Lots of chit-chat in there, which is absolutely amazing. Remember, make sure you give us a thumbs up because it helps on the analytics. Only 19, you can do better than that, guys. I know you can. As we blitz through the 14K submark, you can drop us a like as well. would be amazing. So, round one, all done and dusted. Like we said, the news broke overnight that the Iceman Gellerin Price had pulled out. So, Fallon Sherrick received a bye to the semi-finals, And as you can imagine, Dart's Twitter went into overload conspiracy, the PDC had paid him to do it, blah, 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 blah. Grow up, people. This is a professional organisation. <laughs> Paying people to pull out. Come on now. Um, the one that they tried just, desperately just, to get into the Premier League because it was so integral to what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, they literally were on at him to get double jabs because they didn't want him to, to miss overseas events. Um, so, Fallon received the bye. Game number one, though, Dimitri Vandenberg against Gary Anderson. And this really was a game of who wanted to fall over the line. And I don't think either of them did in the end. Um, it was 10-8 to Dimitri Vandenberg, but both players had chances. Both players missed chances. It was very scrappy, Boise. Yeah, there was the two players from the Friday who continued probably at the level that was at where... Everyone else raised their day and then going into the quarterfinals and semis. Uh, it felt like, but Dimi and Dari just didn't get going. Uh, yeah, it was it was then to a stage where it, it could have gone either way. It was not great from either from both below the 90 average in this sort of format with Dimi and Dari Anderson, not what we expect. Um, and for me, probably the biggest concern is, is Darry Anderson, just because of not playing this weekend and then going into the Grand Prix, not having any more games before that. It's what sort of level we're going to get from uh, Darry Anderson then going into that. Dimi was just, for me, it's, it's the end of we've had since, probably since we've had um, the match play has not been to the, the same heights. Um, but yeah, not a, not a great way to start the day in regards to performance-wise. Dimmy getting over the line. No, um, 
I can tell everyone on good or good authority, Gary has got some sessions with Ryan Searle penciled in. Um, so, um, yeah, it was. It, it, it would be better. The World Championship final last year, but they are penciled in. Oh, they've had five or six already. <laughs> yeah, one of his sessions last week was with, was with Ryan. I'm doing good, I think. Ryan plays a good pace. Yeah. I think that'll help. Yeah, the, 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 thing, the thing with Gary for me is just the time on stage. It's just the lack of time on stage at the moment uh, that he's had, just going into the next couple of months. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs at the uh, Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, Dan says, just curious, why do they give a player a buy instead of allowing the player from the previous match to step in? Because they have been beaten. If Gezi had pulled out, then the other guy would have gone through. Um, it's because they had the, the match took place and he was actually beaten. Um, so that, that's why. Then the third game in the afternoon session, an absolute demolition job by the Ferret. 10-3 over Peter Wright, 103 average gob. And Johnny looked very, very good. He did. He looked superb. He took the... Wind out of Peter Wright early on, I think, with the two ton plus checkouts early on in the game, um, and just kept him at arm's length through the rest of it. Looked Johnny Clayton when he's front running in that mode is very, very difficult to stop. And Peter Wright wasn't the most convincing in the first round, it just felt a bit like this weekend he was going through the motions a bit. He tinkered with his dart set up again, so maybe this was just a, a test run for it. Um, once he's through the first round, he's in the World Series finals and, and anything can happen from there. He can rock up whenever he wants. Um, three from 21 on the double does not help either from Snakebite. Um, but yeah, a, a convincing victory for Johnny Clayton. Yeah, absolutely. And then Michael Van Gogh making a light work of Madders Rasma as well. Boise in the last one, 101 average from MBG. And the, the, the wheels were just starting to turn for the big green machine. Yeah, yeah. The, the the performance levels lifted from this, uh, as we've seen loads of times. Just getting through that first round is so important. And then we've just seen the, the raise of the day from MVG. Uh, the, the numbers got better, the performances got better, the checkouts were getting better. Everything this game was coming together. And I just think, I'm not sure if the price news would have gave him some sort of lift that, you know, we thought this was a real opportunity of getting that first title. Um, but on that Saturday, you just seem to be a bit of a different player from what we've seen recently. Uh, for me, anyway, and I just thought from that day, he was a real, real contender. Um, going into that Johnny, going into then what was going to be and then Johnny Clayton. God. MVG in the practice room before he goes on for this game. Peter Wright has gone. Gerwin Price has gone. Is he thinking now? If I don't win this, I may not win one. Possibly. I mean, it did open up a little bit. Let's not be... Yeah, yeah. When you get two inv invitees, basically, in your first two rounds, you're opening up the, the title contenders from the last few months. The other members of the big three, shall we say, have fallen... There will be a couple of those thoughts going through his mind, especially in the year that he has had being so barren. He is defending so much next year as well. If he doesn't start tacking a few fair chunks of cash on his ranking, 
at the back end of this year, it could be in a bit of trouble ranking-wise. So this is a, a good time to to stop the slide. But yeah, definitely that will be going through his head, especially once you, without being respectful, once you get mad as Rasmus. Because if that's Nathan Aspinall throwing a 97 average, scrapping for every single moment of every leg, that's a different battle altogether. Yeah. So the afternoon session was done and dusted, everyone. Um, chat room is on fire. Someone, I think it was Missy, asked, why would Jesse go if he was going to pull out? Long and short of it, the top stars get appearance fees for the World Series. Don't go. Don't get an appearance fee. Yeah. Um, then, so the semi-final lineup was there. And this is where the drama started, gentlemen. First up, Fallon Sherrick against Dimitri Vandenberg. Dimitri was 5-1 up. And if we're being honest, Fallon should have been 3-0 after 6. She missed a truckload yeah. of doubles early on. Then 7-1. 8-2. Hands up in the chat room at 8-2 if you thought it was all over at this point. <laughs> Yeah. It was all over for me. I yeah. was absolutely off my face by this time of day. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had, the <laughs> I, I had the winner's tweet written up and I just kept changing the the, 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 the score. Shock horror. Fallon Sherrett comes back from the brink to, demeet, to defeat Dimitri Vandenberg in a PDC TV semi-final. And she has balls of steel. Because some of those finishes, Gob, were unreal. Yeah, it's she's 11 from 31 on the doubles, but what that doesn't show is the clutch last start in hand finishes. She missed a couple of opportunities at bullseye um, earlier on in some legs as well, which then mean you have to go and, and clean up. But that just piles a little bit more on Dimmy at the same time. She handled it superbly. She was so composed. And as Dimmy seemed to be falling apart a little bit, she just seemed to get stronger and stronger towards the back end. Yeah. Um, those the, the, the closing stages of this game, I just marked it down here. She checks out 101, checks out a ton, and then starts the deciding leg with a 180. If you're Dimitri Vandenberg, what is going through your mind at the back of the stage, Boise? Yeah, and, and with with that happening, Dimi sat on sits the offense in one of them. Even a led before that, Dimi sat on a two data when Fallon's done one eighty, then eighty nine in five. There was so many stages where, as Dob says, the, the the stats sometimes you can look way too much into them. But if you look at that last starting hand over these last five leads, when Dimi sat on, I know we missed a handful of darts, and you, you can say she was lucky in that aspect that. It, but if good Fallon was, and then there's other leads where Dimi had, was either on a double or last, uh, had a two darts, and Fallon was taking out those big finish. It was just some unbelievable stuff from someone who has got very, well, has got no, very little, sorry, experience on the PDC stage other than the Worlds. And to perform to that standard at that part of the game was just incredible. One of, 
the best combats item think of this year. Uh, just the level that she was performing at and how she was checking out was just so good. It's just nothing phases her. Nothing changes. The setup to every visit is the same. There's no emotion goes goes through it. The ice maiden herself. And then I went fishing on Twitter, as always, because Fallon, the first female into a PDC televised final. And I caught a few. Um, <laughs> Can we talk Dimmy a second? We're going to talk about it a lot more for the rest of the time. <laughs> Can we talk to me a little? Woke up, not that great. Probably got it the wrong way around, as the top-ranked player should have been on first. We we sort of gave Scotland a bit of jibe for this, despite the fact it worked for them, and it gave Belgium a little bit of a free run when we spoke about it the other week. This weekend, three matches, highest average of 90. The cool, calm, composed Dimmy that we are so used to seeing on stage. Don't get me wrong, he went berserk on the maximums against Gary, I think it was. But the rest of it, it was like there was a different person on stage. It's like genuinely like we've seen a different person on stage for the last three, four months. He, he just lost all of his composure. That's always been, don't get me wrong, I sit there and I hate watching it. I just think it, it, it takes too long. Part of me thinks that perhaps a little bit for the cameras to give off this persona that he is so relaxed, but then when he like takes that deep breath and drops himself a little bit and, and centers himself and, and whatever else, that was nowhere to be seen for the last couple of games. And he just looked panicked. He looked flustered. He just did not look like he fancied that you can, don't get me wrong. The darts that he's missing at doubles weren't horrendous darts, but you didn't feel like they were thrown with any conviction either. He was just hoping they were going to go in. There was no, I'm going to hit this game over, get it done with. And it just felt a bit like that all weekend, even against Engstrom to start with. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah, 100% on that dog. For me, there was the, I think there was the three at double two, and there was that in further and further away. Um, For me, the, the loss to Fallon will hurt him more because of the manner of the loss and in being so close and missing so many darts at a double, which we just do not associate with Dimmy. Um, that will surely hurt him more with the form he then shown at the World Cup. And questions are going to be there for him going into, like I say, the, the next few months are always the most important part of the season. But for for someone like Dimmy, who we've spoke about in that, you know, we can handle that sort of pressure and had a good run. Defend for me, done a very good job of defending the match by that into the final. No, he didn't go on and retain it, but to that to that level, since that we just haven't seen the same player. And I don't know if any of that is all the hype and in being their favourites into these competitions. And like as we talked about MVG looking at the semi-finals and thinking, I've got a real good chance. Surely Dimmy was thinking exactly the same. Yeah. And this isn't a dig. Like, there is a lot of pressure on Dimitri Vandenberg's shoulders now. He has been one of the next ones off the block for a long, long time. He dominated the development tour whenever he played on there. Um, has come in and, and won a big one. He's been on such a high for 18 months. The last three events or so since the match play feels a little bit like this is the first dip he's had since, and it's how he arrests that and, and, and puts it right straight away. Because, look, 
we've seen with Glenn Durant, if you allow something like that to manifest when you are on top of the world, it can have massive, massive consequences for you. We've, we've seen Dimi win on the floor this year. We didn't think that was going to happen for a long, long time because that was always the weaker part of his game. But now he is going into the big event and he has to deliver early. Agreed. So there we have it. Fallon was first in to the final. She was joined by Michael Van Gerwen. And this was an absolute belter of a semi-final, both over the 100 average. And the one that interests me in this, the middle stage of this game was vintage Van Gerwen. The first two and a, two and a half sessions was vintage Michael Van Gerwen. Like, it's almost as if the, the, the win against Lavanauskas and the fact he came through a tough situation, the pressure lifted. Yeah, sorry, I thought Lee was going to go then because I went yeah. last. But well, look, to win the, oh, sorry, to win the second mini session 5-0 against Johnny Clayton, the way he's playing, finishes with 103 average overall, that's not easy to do. I said it when we were talking about his performance earlier against Peter Wright. If he gets out throwing like that, he's very difficult to stop. Not only did he get stopped, he didn't win a leg in that period. It was very, very good from Michael, almost evolved. But the thing is, we have seen these bursts from Michael for the last 18 months. He has this part of the game in him. We see him go berserk for a few legs and then he drops back down. And the difference in this game was that when he did drop back down to what we call a normal standard, your 40, 13 to 18 dart legs, he didn't drop any further than that. He wasn't missing those key moments. He just kept Johnny at arm's length this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Johnny's done nothing wrong at all, boys. He's just run into MVG arguably one of his best performances of the year consistently over this format. Yeah, John will be disappointed to obviously at it at the uh, semi-final, but performance-wise, he's, he's had a very good weekend. And going then into next week and then the Grand Prix, he's going to be, he's going to be full of confidence. I don't see this being a setback for him. As we've spoke about other players who haven't really turned up to the levels that we expect week in, week out, Johnny Clayton did perform that. It was just, this was the stage where we were seeing MVG. As I said, for me, got better and better every day. For me, that performance got better and better. Uh, the spell in this game was the best he performed. But as a game as a whole, uh, I think each day he just stepped that up a level. Uh, but yeah, very, very convincing from MVG. And like I said, Johnny, for me, would still be full of confidence going into uh, upcoming tournaments. Yeah, so we had a final. Michael Van Gerwen was going to take on the Queen of the Palace, Fallon Sherrick. And before we talk about it, I just want to hope, hope this comes across in this video, but the crowd were unreal. This was Fallon's walk-on for the, for the final, but just the general crowd this whole weekend was absolutely insane in Copenhagen. <laughs>
crowd were absolutely insane. And that walk-on is annoyingly catchy because once I've heard it once, I just sing it all the time. Yeah, I think we had too many shots. It was very apt come Saturday night because me and Jar were at the cricket together. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the crowd were, were, were absolutely um, top draw. So, Fallon Sherrock against Michael Van Gatherin. This was interesting because for the first two and a bit sessions, Fallon was nothing short of sensational. And the turning point, not turning point, but the bit that Michael believed. And if this, and if it doesn't go, he's in a whole world of trouble. But he picked, he took out 72 to get back to 6-4 at the second break when Fallon was sat on a, it was either a double or, or a 2 dar And he pins that 72 to go in 6-4. But she was averaging over the tonne for the first 13 legs, I think it was. Forget if you're man or female. That sensational darts, Boise. Yeah, she, she sat on double. Uh, on double. Oh, Sean sits there. Sean sits there. But for me, it was yeah. it was the way MVG went. The obviously seventy two went for the sixteens, but it was there that first lie, that first dart lie was so close to the treble. He had the whole bed to just it's in the sixteen, but it seemed he had it set in his head that he was down treble sixteen double four. Um, and it was a, when I watched it. It was it was for me. It was that point where it was a big roar from MVG, massive down into the break. Um, didn't know at that stage that Fallon would only go on and win one more. But that was, I think, the turning point in it seemed in Michael's head. Um, the confidence he had when he came back certainly then changed the game and it limited then the opportunities that Fallon had. Yeah, com- completely. Um... For obviously those that don't know, Michael Van Gogh did go on to win. But God, but for Fallon Sherrick, one to get to a final, two average 96 in that final cannot be underplayed, can it? No, definitely not. It is a short format tournament. Obviously, not having to play Gezi is, is a nice little relief, despite the fact that he claims it's a gift. Um but yes, she was she was super weak. Getting through the first round against hindsight, that was purely about the result. First time back up on stage, and after that, she just got better and better. To, to come back against Dimmy, I don't care what the average said in that one. That just to have the nerve to get back into that game and then produce what she did against the second best player of all time in a PDC final in front of that many people on in front in front of that many people in a crowd. Yeah, I see that face. Um, it's, it's just superb. Like that is top level, world class darts. No matter what gender and, you are, that is yeah. that is what Barry Hearn and his vision for darts has been for a long time. Is that it, it's an open event for everybody. There will be multiple Fallon Sherricks coming in, and we won't be sat here talking about it like it is such a big deal. It will just become the norm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I've said this for a while. It will. We'll, we'll touch on that more when we talk about the ladies series, but. Well, a good little vantage point for this one. This was the winning moment captured by my very trusty iPhone.
I had a good, good little spot on the balcony for that one. Oh, look at me. I went to Copenhagen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's get this one up. So, Michael Van Gogh 11-7 in the final. And we've got some pictures here and a couple of interview clips to play you as well. But, boys, the, the outpouring of emotion that we saw from MVG on that stage at the end, it just shows to everyone that they're, they're sportsmen, they're, they're, they are human beings. And we put this one here. And just just shows what it meant to him, Gob. And look, no, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors in anyone's life, let alone people that live in the public eye. And it just shows you you never know because it might only be a World Series event, but that matters. Yeah, it meant huge amounts, my friend. I just think it, it's the context of the year. If this was a standalone event then I don't think it would have mattered too much. But actually, the fact that he's been titleless for so long, there would have been doubts creeping into him that perhaps it just wasn't going to come back. It wasn't going to quite click for him because he's been in a couple of positions this year where it just hasn't worked out for him. It's, it's been more bad luck than it has bad performances. And, and when that keeps happening to you over and over again, alongside some ups and downs, let's, let's not forget, he didn't go back-to-back tons in the Premier League for the entire campaign, I think it was. Um, that, that's, that's a big result for him. And, I almost feel sorry for him that the trophy is that ugly after all this weight because that is. <laughs> oh, to, to, to be fair, you laugh about the, about the trophies, and I'm and I'm not name dropping there or anything. But Fallon taking her trophy through customs and having it scanned in the machine was hilarious. Hideous, hideous. We'll give Lee one of them. Sorry, so actually, predicted the winner because he's been pretty quiet about that tonight. Go on. I, I was I was waiting till I was, I was waiting till we got to the final to uh to, to mention it. I didn't want to you know I didn't want to bring it up. I just dropped a little note on your Twitter earlier just to remind you. I didn't wanted to make sure you didn't forget about my uh my prediction that this would be the first of many uh, before the end of the year. Yeah. But uh, not optimistic. Was not optimistic. The man pushes on from here. I really I really think to do, and I think there's going to be a lot you can take from this weekend. Not just winning it. The, the comeback, uh, last led decider. There's all parts of it. The performances in the quarterfinals and semis with 103, around the 103 for both of them. There's a lot that uh, MVG can take away from this. And I honestly see him going on and winning multiple uh, now. I think the, re- the release that we've seen from him, the emotion we've seen from him right at the end, uh, I do think it'll push on and it'll be certainly winning a couple more. And I'm gonna I'm even thinking he'll win at least one, if not two more on TV. Look, there, there were genuine genuine signs this weekend, Gob, that things do look better for him. The throw looked so much better. The averages were better, the composure looked better. That there, there was genuinely good signs for Michael Van Gogh in across the whole weekend. There was. Like I said, this is a great moment for him to arrest the slide. I think I'm I'm not with Lee where I think this starts a run of, of hundreds of titles or, or whatever for the rest of the year. If he gets another one, that's when I think the run starts because to win any other title in the PDC right now will take more games over a period, whether that be a day for a pro tour or over a week for any other event. That The World Series are the shortest events to win. 
but it's a good win for Hoyem that, without being respectful, it did open up a little bit for him. Johnny Clayton, arguably the toughest game in terms of ranking, well, not arguably, in terms of ranking Johnny Clayton, the toughest opponent he played all weekend. Rasma has a tour card, but is, is not top 32. Um, opening round win, and then Fallon, look, Fallon's performance was great in the final, but if you're a betting man, you're going to back Michael 99 times out of 100 in that one, just because of the experience, the ability, that extra gear that he has got. So I'm not taking anything away from this win. It's a good win, especially considering everybody else going out. You can only beat what's in front of you. It's the next title that I'm interested in. Because if he gets that well, one, me, then I think he's back. Win's a habit. But on Dob, for me, this win the weekend was better than him going to win, say, a pro tour in a, a few weeks. As much as that potentially would be more difficult, his run would be more difficult, the fact he's won a title in front of that many people with being back on TV, winning titles, up against Fallon, where obviously Fallon was the fans' favourite, all that for me, and the performance against Johnny, for me, that's that's a bigger win than winning one, say, a pro tour event. I do. I see, think so, as, it, as see, it's the first I think, to reset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If and it had been the other round, if it had been a pro tour first, then I'd, I'd be saying exactly the same, if not more. I'd say he's got to go do it in front of the cameras now, because that's where we've seen the drops a little bit more, perhaps, and, and the disparity between performance. has been pretty consistent on the pro tour without being exceptional. Doing it in front of the TV camera is perfect. Back it up and then he'll kick on. I think that backup is so important for him this year. Well, we've got a couple of clips here. We'll start with Fallon. These were done afterwards with the winner and runner-up. Yeah, no, I'm so happy with myself. The fact that I've pushed, you know, Michael Van Gogh. And I mean, there's not many people that can say that. And the, the fact that I had the privilege of doing it, I'm so over the moon. The fact that I made the final as well. Absolute buzzing. I weren't dreaming of like William. I was thinking, oh my god, I'm six four up. Like I'm six four up against Michael. I was like, okay, just hold it together, just hold it together. And I was just happy of how consistent I played. Um, there was a couple of dips and stuff through the game which I can easily fix. But overall consistency, I'm happy. And the fact that I was, you know, six. I can't remember what I was now. Six, whatever up. I'm happy with that. And I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed with a uh, loss. But at the same time, I'm happy that I'll push Michael as much as what I did. There was one night in that that I loved more than ever. I'm disappointed with the loss. I like that mentality no matter who you are. Whether you're expected to win or lose or not, the disappointment with a defeat like that. I think that should have been the first line. I think that's that's the true mentality. There was that little bit to start with where I pushed Michael Van Gogh. Don't be in awe of him. Go and say, I'm good. I didn't beat him. I started brightly. I had him on the ropes. He's pulled off a decent checkout and he's got away from me at the end. I'm disappointed with that. Not, yeah. oh, it's Michael, blah, blah. And then I'm disappointed because just just change that a little bit. You, you've been up there now. You've done it on TV in the PDC twice now to beat players that, Five years ago, there would have been absolutely no chance that you'd have even had the opportunity to compete with him, really, unless you went through Q school alone. She is smashing it out of the park and back yourself. Back yourself. Because on stage, she is a completely different animal. And here we have one with the clip from the winner. 
It's not about the, 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 uh, what, what's on stake. It's about winning tournament again, and uh, that, that made it really, really difficult for me. And uh, Johnny played out of his skin. I had to perform my A level, uh, and then the final against um, uh, Fallon. She, she was playing out of her skin. I only can give her all the credit. She did really well, and uh, yeah, fair play to her. But. Uh, I'm really glad I won this one. Uh, what you just said, it's been too long, 292 days. Uh, that's normally not something that happens to me, but uh, that makes it even nicer to win tournament again. Again, emotional from the Big Green Machine. All, all the interviews can be watched in full on our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV. Not now, obviously, when we're done for today, but plenty of reaction over there, you lot absolutely smashed it at the weekend for us. And again, make sure you drop us a like today as well. Um, yeah, two, two good interviews from the winner and runner-up. Right, that's that one done there. So, Copenhagen all done and dusted. We're going to do a little bit on this now. So... Fallon, what an opportunity she has in the next few weeks. Boys, everyone said the momentum had been lost that she had from that World Championship because of COVID. If anything, it's back bigger than what it was. Social media was in absolute meltdown over the weekend. And with these two weekends of Lady Series action coming up, she can get to the Slam and the Worlds. Call me a cynic. I am going to mention the, the, the P word. Don't walk in the travelling circus. It's September. Don't even do it. <laughs> don't even do it. But you're don't thinking you the same as me. Do oh, yeah, a certain... Broad... It up, but do, not, do not even mention do the Premier League right said now. Broadcaster, do you think said broadcaster would? Hell I, yeah. I don't doubt their intentions. I don't, we know what they tried to do this year. I do not doubt their intentions at all. Which makes this the most important floor event in the PDC Fallon has ever played in. Because yes, she's been to Q School. Yes, she was at the Lady Series previously. She hasn't got over the line in any of them yet. This is the most important one now because she's going back in. She's been playing the Live League this year. She's had a massive run here once again. If she doesn't get to the Slam in the World Championships this year, that's massive. Yeah, that's probably just as big, if not bigger, because with the numbers the way they are right now, with the entries to the Women's Series, these opportunities might not exist in the next couple of years. There may be a time when the PEC just go, nope, it's not getting the uptake that we need, that we want to make this viable for us. We're going to go back to saying it's an open event. We're not going to hold women's only events. It's going to be interesting. But speaking of the ladies series, look, she lost out on countback last year to Dita. It was meant to be three weekends. It's obviously it's now two. Over two week over two separate weekends. Do we genuinely? think that the top two will not be Fallon Sharrick and Lisa Ashton. Yes, other the other ladies have great games. 
but I'm not sure consistently consistently they can do it over two weekends, three events on each. Do we expect anything other than the one-two that everyone wants, thinks? I, yeah, I, I expect I expect the one-two to be that one-two. And I think it does play into their favour, Lisa and Fallon's favour, that there are more tournaments across two weekends instead of having multiple weekends with minimal tournaments or less tournaments. I think that plays into their favour more. Um, I just find it hard to, to not see those two. Like I said, Fallon talked about the uh, online uh, dart lead, how that helped on this. All the experience, stage experience, match experience she's had recently. Obviously, Lisa's still been playing on the tour. I just see them being a level above over this many tournaments not to be in that top two. Um, what order that is, I'm not quite sure of, but I can't see anyone getting into that top two personally. Gob, for you? There's, there's only 6% of the chat room that have called it in the poll, but it's a floor event. Dita Hedman is a massive, massive threat to this. She, she got the better of them both or Fallon in particular, at Celsi two weeks ago. And she, she did it last year. She's just got the pedigree to get through this, to consistently go again and again and again. And I, I genuinely think that Fallon's top-level game is is a level above what Dita Heaven can produce. But she is so solid, so consistent, won't offer up opportunities to lose early in those early rounds. And we'll just find ourselves so deep that actually if she does then get the better of Lisa or, or Fallon or, or however the draw might fall, if that's what we're saying, once or twice in those six events, she will genuinely be contending for one of those top two spots once again. I think a lot will the depend on... We don't know if Makuri Suzuki is going to be there. Yeah, so someone said, um, we don't know is the honest word, Lendl. When the tweet from Makuru first came out, I think it was from Target Japan, it only mentioned Makuru going to Hildesheim. Was it Hildesheim or wherever it was in Germany? There was no other mention of, of the UK. So not, not, we don't know is the answer if Makuru is going to come over. If Makuru comes over, then the dynamic changes slightly. Yeah. Do we agree, we, boys? We don't know what yeah. him because we haven't seen it either. Yeah. So it yeah. adds a different dynamic. Whether it changes that power dynamic massively depends on, on how she's playing, obviously. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, I agree. The other interesting thing about the whole Lady Series is the draw, because there's no seeding. So it's when the top five or six all meet each other. Yeah, especially for that first event. Uh, having seen a number of open draws the way the PDC software does work, once you go deep enough, I'm convinced it, it somehow managed to keep you apart for the most part anyway, um, despite being an, an open thing. It, it just happens so, so often. Um, the amount of double-up fixtures you get as well in the, in the game after for something random that you could probably track how many Pro Tours have produced at least one fixture that was identical to the round before on the same board or, or something. It's statistical anomaly, I think. But yeah, it's the draw is massive. Don't be funny. There are other women that will contend as well. This this is not just writing people off. We haven't mentioned the likes oh, of Anastasia. She, she could go deep. 
You've got Lorraine Wynn Stanley. Corin Hammond was a threat last time out at these events as well. Like, there are other players that can contend, but we just think in terms of topping it for the consistency over the events, they're the three yeah, to look out for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, that's um, what I was going to say. Go on, boys. No, I was, I was going to All I was going to add to that is I wouldn't be surprised if we see three, four, potentially even five different winners. Obviously, because of the Sits event, I just expect to see when we're looking at quarterfinals and semi-finals that we'll see Fallon and Lisa in an awful lot of those. But regarding the winner for each event, I think there is multiple, there's going to be multiple winners and I wouldn't be surprised if that number goes up to as high as five. Um, but I think that consistency and getting into the latter stages, we'll see that from Lisa and Fallon and a couple of others. And it will go, I think it will go to the last event. Oh, yeah, no, look, 100%. Look, the other ladies can produce it, just not consistently enough, in my opinion. Like like, like you said, Corinne, I think, is an absolute spoiler in this whole ladies series. Genuinely do, because she can rattle in 180s and she loves a big finish. So it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if she went 180, 167 finish or something along those lines to, to beat Lisa, Fallon, Makura, whoever, in these individual events. But I just think that the other ladies consistently don't do it enough. When they're on, they're all fabulous. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Definitely. And that's just, that's at the top end. The other dynamic to consider is the apparent lack of entries, which I presume is why this is on the screen now and looking at it overall and, and the deadline which is tomorrow. From what we understand, there are less than 64 entries for the first weekend. I believe it's around that mark. Yeah. Which would mean that if it stays below 64, you have to win your first game to get a payout. You'd have to be in the in the 32s. And... It, the problem is, and we've touched on it a little bit before, there is, in my opinion, such a big gap between the top level of the ladies, even the, the top four or five that we've just named, a couple of the spoilers, and then the rest of the top 10, 12 players. There's a big gap between some of them. Yeah. The gap from everything else below is possibly even bigger. And these events aren't cheap especially when you consider, I think there was around 64 again at Celsi last weekend, which is uh, the uh, British Open and, and Classic. I, I'm just genuinely not of the belief that there is enough interest for a women's series or a women's tour. The, the bottom end of the players or, or the midfield just don't fancy turning up to a leisure centre paying more than they would for any Open that they pay in for the rest of the year to basically fund one of the big three, four players' day out. Because that's that's how it feels. For somebody to come from the pack to upset the big four, I'm, I'm just not sure that exists. I'm just, I'm just not sure a player with that level of consistency exists in the women's game right now. Yeah, but is, is 25 quid that expensive? I don't think it's that bad. Her event? Yeah, so I, I genuinely don't think it's that bad. 
300 quid total for the 12, plus your hotels, accommodation. All right, it's cheaper now. They don't have to go to Hildesheim. And I think players that lost money on that got it refunded by the PDPA. So they haven't lost on that. But it's still... £300 entries over the 12, that's £500 over two weekends, basically, when you put hotels, food, drink, whatever else in, because that's just how these weekends work. That's a lot of money to fund something to... If you don't make your 32s, you're not getting anything back. Yeah, but it, it costs is, more than that to go against Chelsea. Yeah, and if if you look at, well, if you look at the prize down there as well, to be fair. It's a, it's a top of the quarterfinals to let £500 back. It's an open draw. So, as we've said, yeah, later on in the tournament, we might see a few of the draws similar, but it's an open draw. For me, I've, it's hard to say. I, I don't expect that amount to be less for a PDC event. And I know it's on the women's series, which is just starting up. I'd be very surprised if that was low. And I'm not, I'm not convinced... That's where the number. That's why the number is what it is. I think it's more to do with the DAP at the moment more than it is yeah. how much that entry fee is. Because I don't think that entry fee is huge to to Phil's point. I think I it's think more the DAP the entry between gap. and the, real, the, the realism of the actually can I get to the worlds? Can can I get to the worlds? Can I get to the slam? And realistically, there's probably a lot of people thinking not right now. But the more we see the, these events, then I think the numbers will grow. It's just. There'll be more of a steady increase, more than a, a spike. Yeah, I just the gap is massive. Like I was looking at the women's county averages from the weekend. Two players in twenty-one team matches, two hundred and fifty-two best of fives, averaged more than seventy-five. Yeah, but the only there way they're going to climb that. Is like things like this. You'd expect so, but because of the top guys, the top women dominating the way they are, I, I, they just need something in between. I'm not sure that players that are struggling, there was 41, 60 averages in 252 matches. Those players don't want to be up on stage against Michael Van Gerwen in the first round of World Championship in front of God knows how many million people watching them on TV. But but to, to improve, they've done a, they've done a play... The women that are at the top. So, with that, with that thinking, do you think you will see a bigger number in the setting events because you're not going to see people can go on and run and, and win a tournament, but be nowhere near the qualifying for the worlds or the slam because they'd have missed out on the first six events. So, do you think that number will then increase? Because to, to that better, you've got to play better players and and the best at these, but there's. There's such a range in quality, and I agree with that. There is a range in quality. Truly, if you think you're you're good enough or you want to improve your game, the opportunity is there at the moment. And the concern is if enough are not taking that opportunity, it would be taken away. I don't think it will. I think that number will grow. Um, but that's got to be a concern for not just those players on, you know, in that midfield. It's the top players as well because we've seen we've. Fallen how high, you know, the opportunities that are there, but you've got to get to a certain standard and you've got to push yourself for that. And there's only going to be more opportunities if there's enough numbers there. Yeah. yeah. But I just, because um, the gap is so big, I'm just not sure there are that many players that are below that gap that want to bet themselves like that. They're, they're happy and content playing county and, and that's it. 
The county weekend is more expensive. I was looking for 60 plus averages because that's normally your benchmark. But the amount of sub 45 averages in and amongst that over the weekend, and I know it's the first one back, and I know there haven't been that many opportunities, but there was still a massive, massive percentage of 252 games played. What's that? 504 ladies players took part in county over this weekend from what I've counted, not averaging 45. But you, you talk about cost and stuff like that. For one weekend, it would probably cost more to do a county away county weekend than what it would to do a ladies series. Yeah, but why do people go to county? Because it's social. They go for their teammates, they go for a piss-up, they go to shout and cheer. You can't do that in yeah, Barnsley Metro. We're, we're past, yeah, yeah, but we're past nine o'clock. But it's shit. It's just what some people want. Not everybody wants to be the next Fallon Sheriff. They just don't. And there just isn't the depth I'm, to produce it right now, is what I'm saying. 41, I think there's a lot more to do. 14 of them came from two matches this weekend. I don't think I don't think Dobbit helps with the, the, the timing of it and obviously the rules that are there. I understand the social aspect of the uh, attendance weekend. I I see that number growing. I honestly do see that number growing. I think the timing of it isn't ideal. The first one, there's people who are probably looking to see how the first one goes, how it runs. We've seen incidents at you know challenge tours and all that sort of stuff that we've seen there. This is the first one, so I do think there's a there's a few people who are sort of sitting back and want to see what happens before going with that number. But I I see a steady increase, but I see that coming for the next events, not waiting until next year. I think we'll see a bigger number down into the next events. I do think, just from the number of players you're saying that are playing at town, the, the numbers are there. It's just what they do moving into next year's. Um, they want to promote the women's game, obviously by putting opportunities at the slam opportunities at the world it might be that this is more of this opportunity coming up over the next two months is for the top 10 to have a real shot at that more than it is the wider field but then i think we'll we will see that grow going into the next year and years on and up i can't see it not growing does I, and i do think that quality will improve it just will be a steady improvement more than a spike the issue is if the PDC stick around long enough to see it grow, because if it's not commercially viable to them, they will move on. I have no I, doubt about I, it. And people ask me if £25 is a lot of money in today's society. It's not 25 It's £25 per event. That makes it £150 per weekend in entries. You're looking at about 100 quid for hotel costs and travel, plus your food and drink for being away for two days. It, it, 25 quid has suddenly just become over 250 quid for potentially six games of darts if you lose first round every time and nothing back. That's absolute worst case scenario, don't get me wrong. But that's a yeah, big that's, expense for six games of darts. Yeah, but I, I know I you have to back yourself and, and go there, but that's what I'm saying. The gap is so big. Why are people honestly right now going to back themselves? Yeah, but it's the same as what Recess. Recess making it too expensive when they track players when they know they won't win. People went to Selzy and spent more than that on a weekend knowing they can't win. What's, there's no different. But that'd the be same, horrible. Similar numbers went to Chelsea. That's what I'm saying. Similar numbers went to Chelsea, but they travelled in teams and stayed in caravans, etc. They stayed socially. Chelsea numbers were virtually what we've got here. 
Well, to, to be fair, right, the, the places for the Worlds aren't going to disappear if they get rid of the Ladies Series. So if it's not backed, it makes Barry's decision easier because he can just put Fallon and he can just say, Sodji, I'm just putting Fallon in. Yeah, yeah. Boys is laughing, but yeah, I'm right. I don't disagree that that will happen. Yeah, and that, I don't disagree that's what, that that's happen, why. That's why I'm laughing. If there's two, who's your second pick? Because if Lisa loses their tour card, I think Lisa Rashin is fantastic for the game. She's a serious competitor, has stuck it out as a tour card holder for two years, competed and, and absolutely blew away Jan Decker in one of the sets at the World Championship previously. Makuru uh, should have won when she was there as well. How do you make that decision between the other two or three? Rule number one. I, I don't think. Well, I don't. I was laugh, I was laughing because I uh, I was laughing because you're right, PB. But I don't. I honestly don't think it'll get to that. I don't think it'll get to that stage. I really don't. I, I hope uh, not. I, think, I hope not. And I, the ladies I think need also, to realise. This might sound real bad, but I don't care. They need to learn and just back themselves. The men's tour was exactly the same 15 years ago, whenever it was. Taylor would hoover up most of the money. But the men stuck with it and backed themselves and look where we are now. The ladies have to do the same if they want the ladies' game to progress. Otherwise, it's going to end up exactly the same as what it was with the last few BDOs. Horrendous prize money and absolute diabolical coverage. You have to be big. You have to be brave and go and back yourself to get better. I feel like this might be coming across as a bit of an attack on the ladies game, but I massively love it. Like they are some of my favorite games to have refereed over the weekend. There were some absolute great scraps in there. Like I said, six of the 41 60 plus averages came in the game that I refereed. They were superb. Knott's first Derbyshire. Really, really enjoyed that. Played in good spirit. That there's less bravado while they're up on stage. They just get up, throw their darts. There's a couple of players that I love refereeing that just swear to themselves constantly. They absolutely love it. But I'm just not sure that even then. Over the weekend, I refereed someone that played at the uh, Lakeside in the, in the World Championships. Um, a couple of players that have played like effectively a, a county Premier League style event. I'm just not sure they want it. Yeah. Look, it, it, it's going to be interesting. And um, Sean, Fallon's there this weekend because she deserved her place from what she achieved. And she's genuinely top draw getting to a PDC TV final. And you will see her in a lot more events because I forgot to say this, boys, when we're doing it, she's going to be number two seed for the Players' Championship finals. I'm sorry, for the World Series finals. She's done well if she's played championship seed number two as well because she's not played a pro tour all year. Phil, but yeah, hey, no, no, don't worry. If Barry can find a way. Um, a lot of people asking. Yes, we are going to do the ladies super series stream for. The demand is there, so yes, we are going to do it. We're just finalising the times. Just waiting for the PDC to tell us what times they're going to start. Believe it's going to be around a ten thirty start. So. Yes, we will bring you coverage of all six events on both days. Right, moving on. There was other darts in the world this week. We've, we've done that there. Um, there were some big events up in Scotland this weekend. First of all, 
the mad events. The two Scotland, the two bouts were on the line in Scotland. First up, Darren Beveridge defended his Braveheart title. I think that's the right one. Uh, but oh, God's not in his head yet. And um, Brave Star title. And again, this one was was fairly straightforward, boys. Darren Beveridge showing his his class in this title match. Anyone to think that we've uh, seen him before, perhaps? But yeah, very solid performance in that one. I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of these style of events, but I, I think once they're given time and get off the ground and, and some people need to go first and, and show what can happen, a little bit disappointed that they weren't live streamed because of technical issues on the day, which would have given them that little bit more exposure. But yeah, superb performance from him and carries on doing bits in the amateur side of the game in, in brackets, which was an interesting conversation on social media this weekend as well. Um, yeah, look, the streaming side of it, look, I, I said it on social media, it was a huge own goal um, that it wasn't streamed after weeks and weeks of, of building it up. And look, do, do, do your homework on the venue and what it takes to stream. However, the, the, the plus point, the social media coverage was excellent for both title matches. So one own goal, but one huge plus point as well. Yeah, massively. Yeah. The... Go on, on mate. No, I, oh, I was just going to say that <laughs> the disappointment was there because it was, what, three hours before the event, two hours before the event, and the amount of build-up we've seen, we know how well, um, especially for the European title is we we've seen how well Richardson and Thornton are playing and it was it was a day that I was really looking forward to watching but we uh, we got the updates which I agree were were very good and there was a good plan B but um, that announcement a few hours before was a, a huge on goal. Yeah, but the other one, the big one over the weekend, was James Richardson put his European title on the line against Robert Thornton in what could have been a, a, a TV game, um, but an interesting game as well. Richardson behind, and a long way behind at one point, but found a way to claw it back. And he is still the mad European champion, Gob, and it's a great little picture there. Yeah, quality. Like I said, it could have been a TV game. We've seen them both in the live league, of course, over the last few months. They're just producing quality darts. Those two have been around the block for long enough now. Have had big wins on TV. Thornton, obviously, far more than than James. Um, recent exploits, though. James is, is firing in nine darts for fun whenever we get a chance to see him. Um, so another big win, and, and and that's the perk of taking one of these titles. He received a purse bid to put his title on the line. He comes with a victory, and now someone else is going to have to pay him again to have another crack at it. Yeah, look, and we're starting to see how these work and how these roll out. Look, James, we saw on social media, couldn't have been prouder to, one, have the belt, two, defend it, and go on and defend it again. Yeah. Yeah, and and go and defend it in Scotland against Thornton. Um, very, very impressive win for James Richardson. And like I said, he's playing very well going into... The tournaments, I know we're not going to see him. Uh, he's not at all tired, but the tournaments we're going to see, the back end of the year, any of the WDF events, if he's back in live lead, all that sort of stuff. He's playing well enough, and I'm sure we're going to see at least one more nine data from him because we seem to see one every time he's on the live lead, uh, even against his son. 
Yeah, oh, completely. Oh, I'll say so from from six three, from six six three down. Richardson pressed the afterburners and 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 got back into it. Just that picture there, that'd be a great European title match. Darren Beveridge against James Richardson. Would he have to vacate the Bravehearts to do so? I think, I think so. Yeah. Also, also, do you think they've been told how to hold the belt? And someone yeah, they're, they're, they're all working out now, aren't they? Which is great. Jared <laughs> Cole, are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> but again, that that would be an interesting one that I'd like to see. James Richardson against Jared Cole for the global title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of names about. We've seen some really intriguing matchups and whatever. It just depends who who wants to make that step. Who wants to chuck that bid in. I think while you're holding one, I think you'd be a bit foolish to challenge for another. Because while you're holding one, you get paid to defend. While you're going after a different one, you possibly have to vacate the one you're guaranteed money for in at least the next game and stump up whatever you need to challenge for the other one. So until you lose one, I'm not sure I'd be going after another one, but then obviously you, you are in a position where you've just lost one. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be good. It'd be interesting to see who who challenges James next and where that defence is. Because after your first defence, going to Robert's backyard, so that's a tough one to come through. First of all, yeah, yeah, and but there still be people looking at that, thinking that he's if he's happy to go and play phones and in Scotland, uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to go and travel somewhere else if that purse is uh, is nice enough for him to go. Um, so. I'm sure there'll be quite a few who are, who are looking to take him on, but he's playing some good stuff and I wouldn't be surprised if he's holding on to it uh, moving forward. Uh, like I said, I'm with Dobb as well. I, I don't expect him to see him challenge Jared Cole. That would be something if he did lose this title, I'd see him go for straight away. But while he's holding on to this, I don't I don't see why he would vacate that. Because from my understanding, once you place the bid, obviously... The bid entitles you to host it, doesn't it? That that's part of it. Like you effectively pay the money to challenge them, but as part of that, like whoever's backing you will nine times out of ten be the venue and they'll make stuff back on that. I'm pretty sure that was in the first brief. So what would be really interesting is if one of the boys that came that didn't quite get over the line at European Q school comes through and, and puts in a big bid for James and we go to the continent to properly try and launch it over there. We've got the mad team over in Holland and Belgium, I think it is. Yeah. That would be quite interesting if, if that went over there. Or the other one, I'd really like to see UFC style, James Richardson win two belts and do an absolute Conor McGregor with a two belt. The double champ does <laughs> what the double... <laughs> <laughs> Not sure Richardson's that sort of character, mate. <laughs> That'd be good, though. But, yeah, no, congratulations to James Richardson and Darren Beveridge on defending their belts up in Scotland over the weekend. Great to see. And like I say, social media coverage was great, and hopefully that's a step in the right direction. Gob, also this weekend, the county circuit returned. Um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see a lot of it because of everything that was going on, but did it go well for, first of all, your point of view and overall? Well, I didn't see a lot of it, and I was a yard and a half from the dartboard because my eyes were very, very blurry <laughs> for a lot of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic to be back up on stage calling. It was a great atmosphere considering it was the 
the A52 derby that I was hosting in, in Knott's first Derbyshire. Um, really good atmosphere between both. Um, derby clung on to the tails of, of Knott's overnight. They, they went in 10-8 down and massive performance from the ladies. They got them off and running. Um, and then Derby got over the line 2016. But there, there's been some really good results um, up and down the country. Yorkshire struggled early on. They're normally one of the top sides, but they got beaten by Warwickshire. Um, but there's just been, honestly, the social media coverage of County this weekend has, has been superb. And we praised Mad for that earlier. And actually, UKDA have really, really pushed it this weekend. All the top average players have had photos taken on stage as part of the requirements this year. Um, the advertising banners from each of the sponsors in each league were all about. And that's what County has needed a little bit, just that little bit more visibility. I know you just called it shite. 14 minutes ago, to be precise, at the 10 past nine, because I checked it, because you checked the time as well. Um, but look, it's just a great atmosphere. It's, it's a bit of fun. And yeah, look, it, it still means a lot to an awful lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> not everybody has to play a sport for to, to be the best in the world. Me and you play Sunday League football. My team is Sunday League Division four. We play because we enjoy it and have a bit of fun. I don't get me wrong. County can be very expensive, especially when you're going away. Knott's versus Derby to start is perfect because I got a lift with someone from Nottingham to get there because I couldn't get to the venue because we had to move slightly further away from my house. Um, and, and when you do get the big long round trips, yes, it, it does add up. It, it does get a little bit more expensive, especially with you staying in a hotel, you're paying for a team coach. Nine times out of ten, you're all out on a Saturday night as well. That's when it adds up. That's when sometimes I question, is it worth that expense for um, potentially four legs of darts to seven legs of darts if you're a men's A player, for everybody else for potentially three or five legs of darts? Like, that does get expensive for that. They are long old days as well because of the way the format is. But actually, look, people who go there, they have fun, they have a great time. Um, really good atmosphere. The venue this time for us was, was superb and you've seen plenty of videos about elsewhere. And... County, for me, because it's up on a stage in so many of these venues, it's a bit of a stretch of a comparison, but it's like that next step um, with the Euro Tour. You play in floor events, you play behind closed doors, you play in front of a crowd up on a big stage. It's that home from home where you're learning with, you get your walk on if you're a home team player, you've got somebody calling out your scores, you've got people reacting to every single dart that you throw, if you throw a big one, etc. You've got people cheering you on. That's invaluable experience, in my opinion, just no matter what the costs are. Well, I'm just, I talk about, obviously, my county, Hampshire, and what you say, that they got battered this weekend. And look, in my right. opinion, their squad... What's that? I don't think the ladies... Their, their squad... Oh, no, oh, the, no, the men got hammered. Oh, the the, the yeah. ladies did okay. Well, when you've got Corinne playing in the B and the A, um, Tracy North, Nikki That's Stevens, and whatever, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 A, the, the ladies were all right, but the men, I know of a few, I'm not going to drop them in it, but there was a few that were asked to play and should be playing, and they were like, I'll play home games, but I'm not, I'm not travelling four hours for potentially five legs of darts. Yeah. And when, when the UKDA took over the county setup, after the vote that all the counties produced, etc., there was a talk of regionalising the divisions, which, to save money, probably wouldn't be the bad thing, but there is such a gap in the ability and, and 
where some of these counties oh, are. You, you get premiership division. You, I'm not sure who else would be in and around Yorkshire, but they'd absolutely mop up a local event. Oh, because they've completely. just been so you dominant for so long. The difference between Hampshire, Surrey, and then the Isle of Wight would be huge if it was down down our way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I think that's why um, it, it never went like that because the, the the smaller counties or the counties that have traditionally been Div three, Div four, just you probably get less attendance. Turn up and just gonna get battered every week. Yeah, oh, massively. Um, something else happened this weekend because it was Champions Week in the Online Darts Live League. Roll the tape. Here. He's in a spin. Caused by this man. Game charts and the match. Chaz Barsto. Chaz Barsto is the champion as Brilliant Barsto completes a comeback win to claim the crown here on Champions Week at the Online Darts Live League. He has been the best player over the course of the last couple of weeks, Chaz Barsto, though he hasn't shown it much this evening, but he did in that Barsto blitz, a four-leg run to turn around the deficit. Chaz Barsto, phase four champion in the Online Darts Live League. And let's be fair, he was the best player across it. I don't think there's an argument there. The, the, the boy from Winchester did did good. Boys picking up a cool £6,000. And also, some changes to the Online Darts Live League. Right. You haven't read it, have you, got? We now no, have a... You don't, you don't brief us on anything, do you? Let's talk about Saturday. <laughs> Instead of just throwing us being a bit... Saturday... You know where I was Saturday. I couldn't even see my phone by <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. So, for this phase, <laughs> there is a, <laughs> there's a weekly prize fund now where the weekly winner also gets a £2,000 bonus and thing. So, 5000 a week in prize money as well as the Champions Week prize pool. Nice work. If you can get it, just give me a ring and I'll book a week off work. <laughs> um, so yeah the brilliant Barso and also some potential real potential big names heading to the online darts live league in the near future Boris's announcement on Friday has made it a little bit easier to get some of the players that need to travel into the UK to come and play so we're just working on stuff now. Over the over the next couple of weeks, we should have things finalised, and there should be some big, big names heading towards the online darts live league, which will be absolutely out of this world, gentlemen. But just going back to it, Jared, Jared Cole, un, unlucky from three nil up, but Barstow produced a blitz and. Look, I think the right man won it. I, I love Jared Coles a bit, but I think the right man won this one. 
I'm just I'm just glad to see Jared Cole in the final because when we spoke about it three weeks ago on the Monday and he'd already won four out of five matches and oh no he won five out of five then he won another five the next day and won twelve out of thirteen to get to his Saturday night final I was told that he wasn't in prime position um, so what do I know uh, but yeah look, he's superb <laughs> Barstow has been an absolute revelation this year um, another player that didn't really know who he was before. The second week of January, but he has been absolutely superb, taking every opportunity he's been given. He's taking his chances when he's managed to play um, PDC darts, taking his chances when he's played in the live land, uh, live league, and now he's six grand better off. Six yeah, he's, he's certainly he's certainly benefited from his uh, his position in Houston. Uh, Obviously, not that in the card, but his position <laughs> to have the uh, the opportunities both on and off tour, but. You know, he's tied them with both hands and, yeah, he, he played well across the week uh, and did win from 3-0 behind. Right, boys, as well, this weekend, a lot going on. We have a Euro Tour in Gibraltar, but bigger consequences than just the Euro Tour. The race for the World Grand Prix. This is the cutoff, boys. No second chances after this. Where 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 are we thinking? Who's because barring a freak winner, there's not that many that can be caught. I don't think. Nope. And what's even worse is I haven't got the entry list in front of me, so I can't even tell you who's outside to potentially get there. Very hard. Quickly get it. Uh, where are you? Because the draw will be out what Thursday? As it normally is. Thursday, yeah. Thursday the draw will come out, yeah. Yeah. We will while we're doing this, we will keep an eye on it over the weekend whilst we're streaming the lady series. We're only gonna go live specifically for the lady series because this is available on PDC TV throughout the weekend. Um, we will keep you up to date with scores if you are watching us, if you have it on. Is there going to be one stream for the Lady Series as well? Is it one stream for that? Yeah, one there's stream one for streaming board. Because Murph and Colin Lloyd yeah, uh, doing so the stream. The, uh, the Women's Series, we'll keep you up to date with all of them. So we will be live streaming over this weekend for those two. Or six. Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. Where are you? There you are. Took, took a while to find it, but found it in the end. Um, so, top 16 is obviously set. Um, so, 16, Joe Cullen is number one seat. Joe DeSalza, Peter Wright, Michael Van Gelderen, Gelderen Price, Michael Smith, Johnny Clayton, James Wade. Devin Peterson, Christoph Ratajski, Dirk van Dijvenbola, Damon Hetter, Danny Noppert, Brendan Dolan, Mentor Surovic, and Nathan Aspinall. Then the tour card qualifiers. This is the interesting bit. Martin Schindler, Callum Ridd, Keen Barry, Wayne Jones, Rob Cross, Simon Whitlock, Stephen Bunting, Martin Clearmacher, Adam Hunt, Steve Beaton, Gert Nenches, Ryan Murray, Mervyn King, Ted Everts, Luke Humphreys, John Henderson, Gabriel Clements, Florian Hempel, Boris Kirchmar, Joe Mernon, Ryan Searle, Kim Hybrex, 
Richie Edhaz, Boris Koltsov. Adam Smith Neil is the associate tour um, from the UK, and Kenny Neons is from the um, Challenge Tour from Europe. Host nations we don't have yet, uh, and Patrick Kovac is from the Eastern European qualifier. So, definitely there will be no Ryan Joyce, Chris Dobie, Raymond Van Barneveld, Jamie Hughes, Adrian Lewis, Jermaine Watamina. Martin Schindler? There aren't many. But are, I, was li- I was literally looking down to 34 as you're reading out that list, which is Kachuk. And the only two that I remember you saying were Martin Schindler and Kim Hybrex. Yeah. yeah same, as I yeah. said, barring a yeah. freak winner that picks up 25 grand, I don't see much movement, if I'm being honest. No, this is going to be slightly less of a than the time we tried to get Ryan Searle into the match play early. Yeah, Whitlock would need a final. Um, Ed House would Probably. need a final. Schindler's the only one, really, of any. Would Schindler would need a final. Yeah. Which is, I can't, I can't yeah, see to, anyone else. To be fair, looking at it, I don't see any changes. I'm not against that. Not against that at all. Which the only thing mean, you might say, the only thing you might, is Gurney there? No. So even what? he won't jump about. The only glimpses from him. Yeah, no, Gurney's not there. So Gurney can't. No, sorry. Yeah, Gurney can't leap into a seed spot, which would free up something else. Yeah, the the only thing I was looking at as a potential, just as of how we spoke last week, the only change I can potentially see is if Mensor doesn't play. I hope mental plays. Uh, yeah, I hope he does. Um, just going off the basis of obviously him speaking on the back of the World Cup, I can't see yeah, any changes to that thirty-two. I can't see any changes to the thirty-two on the back of this weekend. No, no, I agree. So that well, looks we've, pretty. Before. So yeah. Um, so obviously next week's live lounge, hopefully they'll do the draw for the World Grand Prix on Monday. Fingers crossed. That'd be lovely. That would that would help our <laughs> schedule a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. If they, um, they want to do if they want to do that about half seven next Monday, that'll be all right. <laughs> it's right. It won't be live, so it's all right. Yeah. Cynic. Who, <laughs> 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 me? Um, I yeah. think I don't think we've missed anything else in a week of darts, have we, boys? I think that's just about a week of darts done. If that's the case, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Chat room is open. Get your questions in, and there should be lots to talk about. There should. I'm going to end the poll very quickly because we've already spoken about it anyway. So there's no point in it still being up. Uh, 
and over 58% of people thinks that Fallon Sherrick will top the order of merit. Her first. Well, not necessarily. It would be her first qualification from a PDC floor event. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel, I'm nowhere near good enough to go to Q school, mate. Nowhere near. None of us are. Can we change change Fallon's nickname to the Queen of the Universe? Yeah, I'm up for that. She'd run America better than it is right now. (laughs) I know we've uh, I know we've brought up Wartan Sons before in this chat and upset a few players uh, mentioning their names, but I would love Fallon's to change because I don't want that stuff in my head. So. Nobody it's a bit like Michael Smith, Walk the Moon, isn't it? Shut up and dance. Like it, it shouldn't work as a walk on, but actually, it's pretty catchy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, I only, I only want to change for my benefit. No one else. It's just solely for me. <laughs> that I don't want to stick to anyone else. It's all about it's you. Isn't the guy it? that plays the barbershop. Oh yeah, it's got Doc Sauce, Barber Streisand, but it's remixed to say his name in the Siri voice instead. And it took him, no word of a lie, four and a half minutes to get from the back room to stage after I'd called his name on Sunday. <laughs> Just that's constant it, that's loop excessive. of going, ooh, ridiculous. Tad excessive. Yeah. Good crack, though. Yeah. Um, Jonathan says, who is the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Undertaker of darts? Simon Whitlock's the undertaker because he never know, he just keeps coming back. You think he's yeah. sliding away and he just keeps so yeah, Whitlock's the undertaker. Who's Stone Cold? Gezi. Doesn't care what he does, what he says. Evidently, we skipped that bit earlier. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it now. Gob's Gob's got an issue with Gezi's Instagram post where I don't. Yeah, I neither do I. Let's show him the It's a bit of banter. It's a bit of banter. No, let's not see him dancing again. I'm not <laughs> denying it's a bit of banter. Whether you feel that way or not, there's still a part of me that just thinks that he is, in recent memory, poss- probably the most disliked world number one the sport has. And I think when you're in that position... Whether you feel like that or not, you just have to hold yourself to that little bit of a higher standard. Don't open the door for those sort of comments or responses to come underneath it. Don't give me the opportunity to sit here and call you out for saying that. If if that's how you feel, fine. If it's in jest, fine. But say it in private. Don't be plastering that all over your social media for it to go everywhere. I disagree, Dob. Yeah. If he wasn't well, if he wasn't world champion and wasn't world number one, he was doing it. Would it be an issue? We still it would just be less him... of an issue. It would still be a little bit okay. disrespectful, but it would be less of an issue if he was in that position. That's what I'm saying. We just hold the best player in the world or the number one ranked player in the world of, of any sport to a higher standard. The minute you are carrying that mental, that that mental or whatever it is, the minute you're placed up on that mantle, 
you just have to be that little bit better because you are effectively the ambassador for the game. You are the one that everybody recognises globally at that point. I mean, he was on soccer yeah, for Christ's sake. He's meant to try and be this likable bloke, and he just keeps giving fans the opportunity to dislike him because that was the reaction to what, it. But there'll be there'll be a mixture of the reaction to it. There'll be people who all like him for it. There wasn't. Okay, so Darts News earlier did an article on the piece. There were twenty-two comments on the Facebook post after when I looked at it. Every single one of them was saying that they didn't like it. They it made it difficult to like Price. Every single one. There wasn't a single. And I know that's just one site, one news outlet, however yeah. they reported it. Yeah, yeah. But 22 people out of 22 people being negative towards that is probably going to be a reflection a little bit of how yeah, he doesn't the care. darts audience sees it. He doesn't I'm not care about that. He cares. He doesn't care that I'm saying it right now. But I just think as world number one, that's what we've come to expect from every world number one of every sport. You just yeah, have to carry yourself like just a bit better. Look, Con- Con- Conor McGregor was the ambassador for UFC for years and everyone loved him because of his trash talk and his general, I don't care, give up attitude. I'm all up for it. And James, you are absolutely right in the chat room. As Barry would say as well, there's no such thing as bad PR. If people are talking about darts, it's good. We'll see. Be <laughs> <laughs> better. Um... Lendl, top two qualify for the ladies series for the Grand Slam, mate. Paul, 100%. Price being price equals ratings, equals views, equals good. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't think that he should change if he was world champion or he's world number no. 50. Uh, for me, I'm glad he hasn't. Uh, and yeah, I get your point that there was. 20 odd comments on that, but then there's two out of three of us now who were, who were happy that you put that on. So I think you will let, you will let the split on it, Dob, but you're always going to let the split on it, and we know which way you're yeah. always on the side. So. <laughs> um, I think what I'm trying to say is when you've achieved what he has in the last 18 months and you've been through what he has with the relationship he's had with the crowd and the media, etc., before the gloss is being taken off of how good a darts player is because he constantly keeps doing these things, putting himself in these positions where he gives people the opportunity to have a go at him for something like I'm doing right now to not adhere themselves to somebody who, when they're on it right now, is one of the best players in the world. Being hated is not an easy place to be in constantly. It will get to you. It's got to him before. We've seen the emotion when crowds are booing him. We've seen it on his Instagram story of all places. And I know he doesn't care and he says he doesn't care, but the fact we've seen him react to it and respond to it and him acknowledge it and, and that sort of thing. If he didn't care, he wouldn't mention it. He wouldn't bring it up at any point. Just checking something. There's a question on Facebook on the chat I'm going to answer in a minute. I don't think so. Um, so, right, there's a few here as well. One from... I think it was Lee says, do you guys think John Henderson winning the World Cup with Snakebite will actually take him to the next level or not? Um, I, look, I think it will certainly help him get back some confidence and performances. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it'll have the same impact as it did with Johnny Clayton. But I also think that Johnny Clayton was in a different place at the time of that World Cup win than what Jen Anderson was. Um, I think it will obviously give him a lot of confidence. I think we'll see him get back to probably where he was potentially, but to delve then to the next level. And also the one thing that I guess that's probably been forgotten about does he does of his and it rightfully so was how much weight that John Anderson has lost with how he throws a dart has certainly would have had an impact on him. So that will only give him confidence moving forward. But to take him to the next level, I'm not sure we'll see in winning those titles. I'm not saying he won't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he won't at all, but I, I do think we'll see a, a better John Anderson and an improved John Anderson moving forward. Yeah. yeah um, Jamie, I've we'll talked well about that. Yeah, I had to check. No, Fallon doesn't get a Grand Slam spot for getting to the final this weekend. I had to check that because I wasn't sure, but no, the World Series singular events aren't on the Grand Slam qualifying list. I had to, I had to check that because I wasn't sure. And people asking about the question... I didn't get a chance to ask MVG this week, but in Leicester, I will certainly ask him. Um, just just the tight turnaround the games and and that I just didn't get a chance to, but we will we will ask him in Leicester. Uh, Craig says, with the Grand Slam being double start, do you think any more competitions will incorporate this in the PDC lads? I don't. I think don't think so. I think it's just a one-off tournament that. No, I like it, but I think I'll just keep it as one. Do you boys agree? I just, I don't think it's possible to double start anything else. You don't want another double start major because then that takes the gloss off of this one. And any event currently used to qualify on through order of merit equate to players' championships or, or whatever else. So it has to be the way it is. The only thing you could possibly change, I think... This, if, is there a standalone qualifier for it? No. It's no, just no. done through rankings and no. If there was a standalone yeah. qualifier for it, like a Friday night pro tour event sort of thing, then I'd love to see that as a double start. That would be really interesting to double start to qualify yeah. for it. But just the way the calendar works at the minute, not going to happen. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, the, the opportunities for me would be the... the uh, it used to be set the two players' championships that were on the same weekend or before it, but once then it's is that right to have let's say 20 players' championships and two a double start, but the other 18 are not. Um, but that was probably the only one I'd, I wouldn't like to see another TV event with that format because it made that unique for the uh, oh, for the Grand Prix. Yeah, good one here from Simon. And I like this, it's very topical. Danny Lowry secured his world spot this weekend. How good do you think US starts um, can be again? Yeah, look, we're, we're huge fans of the CDC um, on the show. We love what they've done in the last few years. Um, look, I, there's some potential stars coming out of America. Baggish, um, Lalby, uh, Chuck Puglio played half decent um, at the World Cup in January and a real nice guy. Jeff Smith, Matt Campbell, some real hot, real hot names, people coming out of the CDC, boys, and I massively love to see it. Yeah, the interesting thing is their depth right now. Um, I see a tweet or an interaction with Lendo. I'm not sure if he's still in the chat room, so he might have to correct some of the numbers if he is. But he was talking about the number of players that have a 1,500 or better ranking um, in 
the the FDI system, and they're currently like third or fourth in total. They've got they've got more players over the fifteen hundred mark than Scotland do right now. They're, they're yeah. just constantly producing very solid, consistent players. So um, they've been really, really good. And actually, we've always thought of the DPA and, and, and down under as the best in terms of standard as a, a feeder or affiliate tour. They're under a little bit of pressure now from the CDC with these guys. They're really up in the game a bit. Oh, completely. Yeah, 100%. 100% yeah. now. Um, good question from Jamie and this is something we've spoke about not for a while but we've, I think we've spoke about it in WhatsApp and stuff like that how long before we see a player one set of darts for scoring and another set for doubles I don't think it's too far away I do I, I think I Peter Wright is. may do it I, I don't like the idea that the, the problem is the combinations if you're iron up a 170 or a 161, etc., like what you're doing, if you've got three in hand at a double, that's completely different. And then you, it'll be funny to throw a different dart. Chances are you're changing your action a little bit. You're changing what you do with your release, how you're gripping it. If, if you've got slightly different grip, then there's absolutely no point in my mind. Just throw a better dart. I, I guess <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I'm not sure it'd be something we'll see consistently, though. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Peter I'd try it. Uh, or one of the others try it. I'm not sure it'd be something that'd stay though, just to Dobbs sense. You've got to change slightly. If the if the weight's slightly different, you've got to change slightly. So uh, we will see it at some point. I just don't think we'll see it consistently. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Loads. You guys in the chat room today have been unbelievable as well, everyone. Absolutely top, top class. Scrolling back up, there was a few good ones. Uh, Jonathan says, Grand Slam qualification is so wrong. Look, there's a few players been saying that for many years, my friend. Yeah. yeah. And the qualified. But Wayne Jones loves it. The man loves a trip to Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. So, um, no, the TV for the World Seniors hasn't been announced yet. I believe close, though. Really close. What else do we have? Is the winner of Champions Week in the Online Live League going to stay at 6K for the foreseeable future? If it doesn't, it'll be going in that direction. It's, as I was about to say, it's only going one way. I don't think we are a million miles away from... Two weeks playing darts in our office is the same value to a player if they win as a pro tour. Correct. 10,000 to the winner. But enough of that. When it actually happens, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be telling you about it. If that happens, £10,000 to the winner of five-week tournament would be yeah. superb. Lots of people asking about the Champions League of darts. We'll be honest, there's been no official wording from the PDC on this, but it's dead. It's absolutely dead. It was a tournament created to get darts onto the BBC, Treasure TV, after the BDO left the hole. Um, that contract wasn't renewed. Um, it's basically a mini Premier League slash Masters. They could fill the time of a far better event. 
I just think players have seen enough of the top eight playing against each other, even in that group format, etc. Um, it, it was brilliant while it lasted. It, it went to a couple of venues that perhaps had, had missed out previously. Um, but I just, I just don't see it return, and I think that's one to disappear personally. Yeah, look, unless the BBC come back, then no. Um, we've got on that one. Um, Dad says, do you think Matt Edgar will qualify for the Grand Slam? He's going to come through the qualifier if he does. Um, look, with qualifiers, they are open draws. So, yeah, you just don't know. It's, it's all on yeah. the draw and who you get in your segment and everything like that. But that notoriously, that Grand Slam qualifier is very tough to go through. Yes. So if this prime time Short does come through, I'm very well. It's basically three games to qualify, isn't it? Because the way that the draw will chop itself yeah. out, depending on how many players are spots are available for it. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, Dynamite says, can anyone give Phil Taylor a decent challenge in the seniors? I don't think he's favourite. Oh. Right now, I would not have him favourite. You wouldn't, but as a bookmaker, no. you would because you have to protect oh, against the field yeah. 16 time oh, champion. Like, in oh, terms yeah, of 100%, it'll be, it'll be yeah. Bookie's favourite, but I would, yeah. if I was having a punt right now, it wouldn't be on Phil. I, I just think Tan's someone beat him, yeah. However, right now, if he's going ahead, maybe not PB, but he's going to have preparation. Obviously, the exhibition is dot with Barney early December. There's going to be a lot of preparation there, and to that to to that point, obviously he's going to be both his favourite. But how can he not be? Um, but there's certainly people who can compete with him, and certainly people who can push him. And as much as he will be favourite, he won't be as strong the favourite as what he was at for a number of years in the PDC. So, um, I still think I don't know if James is in the chat room because he's obviously pricing stuff up. He'd still be odds on. I think the bookies allow him odds on to win it. I think the fact that it is still a significant period of time away works in Phil's favour. Yes, there are players that are getting oh, yeah, playing in the live, live, yeah, live, yeah, yeah. live oh, league right 100%. now. But the fact that he's still got time to prepare will work in his favour because if it was the end of next month, he's probably fifth or sixth favourite. There are players just playing darts more consistently, more regular. And as, as we've seen at PDC level, there is absolutely no substitute for proper match practice. Yeah, up um, oh, completely. Um, and and, I and that, that'll be, be interesting to see. What could be a really interesting little subplot is if to get ready for it, he phones up his old practice partner. Because what, if certain, that gives um, a certain Mr. Lewis, if that gives him the kick up the backside to get going again for the rest of the year as well, that could be a really, really interesting dynamic for the next couple of months. Then, uh, then, then we find a way to to uh, stream that practice session over and over then. How good will that be? How good will that be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Jamie, that's interesting. I was chatting to another trader mm, a few days ago, and they were they were going to have him just about just odds on. So that's interesting. 
I'm not going to drop the other the other trader in it, but they they had him. They were going to have him just un, just under evens. Um, will we see any of the seniors in the online darts? Not as a complete warm up event, but yes, you will see a few of them dotted dotted in and around. Um, I have no idea who the officials are going to be for the seniors because obviously the, the PDC boys will all have other stuff to, to do and can't be used for it. So don't know is the honest answer. And a really good county caller. That as soon as <laughs> as soon as PD was saying that, I was just looking at your face, Dob, and I just seen the little uh, the little smirk midway through. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, the, the honest answer. Yeah. Um, Andrew says, "Who are the dark horses for the upcoming PDC Women's Series?" My my dark horse would be Corinne. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I, think La, I think Lorraine Play. can can cause some damage. Um, another one though, it's better to be more of a spoiler than it. Then actually, probably someone to compete to to that one and win. Potentially that one and win one. More of a spoiler than a. But yeah, well, I expect to see you in the top five of that. Um, and I think there's a few in the there. It'll be more. Is Anna Anastasia because she went deep at Chelsea in both events. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not a perfect test, but you look at the field size. You look at some of the players that were involved. Dita was there. Bo Greaves was there through the early stages. Um, Fallon, etc. We're all down there. To make the last stages of that, you come through the early rounds and then you find yourselves in, in finals on in front of cameras because it was streamed. Is is good match practice. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, where are we? Oh, Daniel says... Having watched a lot of the Online Darts Live League, why do you think Kevin Maness hasn't achieved more in his career? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how seriously he took it as a a, a youngster. Um, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of why he hasn't played played a lot more. But on his day, Kevin is a fantastic player. Yeah, hang on. Um, um, so, I don't know how we yeah. first saw it. Didn't he win the Tom Kirby? Is that how we first saw him yeah. in the World Championship? Yeah, he did. Yeah, correct. Yes, he did. Right, last two, because we've already gone past 10 o'clock, because you guys have been absolute troopers um, tonight. So we will do two more. Boys, up to you. You can pick the last two. Should we go, Owen? Your more preferred tournament, Grand Slam or Grand Prix? Grand Prix, all day of the week. Yeah, Grand Prix, other than how close to me the Grand Slam is. However, they've moved the Grand Prix close to me this year, so can't complain about either. But yeah, Grand Prix is a better tournament. Grand Slam for me. Oh, Philip. Not anymore. Ten years ago, when it was genuinely... The best of the PDC versus the best of the BDO without ranking money, which still are never not going to be upset about that whilst you're inviting players from outside the organisation into playing it. Don't see why you should be ranked for that. Um, 
it, it was superb, but it is effectively now a group stage prequel to a less interesting world match play. I, I like the, the the group stages. Uh, the group stage is fine, but yeah, the back I'm, end of it is yeah, just boring. The only the only advantage of the back end of it is we actually get time to turn around interviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like it. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, to be fair, James, I can answer this one quickly. I don't know if you picked another one, but it's to do with the. Time start the final of the match of the Grand Prix is always on a Saturday in Ireland, I believe, due to their licensing laws or whatever it is. So, this was kind of booked in that time slot already, and they just kept it the same this year, even though it's in England. But it's to do with the, the Irish thing, um, because trying to get people outside of Dublin to the city west on a Sunday is hard work and an absolute mare. So they 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 have the semi final and final Friday and Saturday, so it's rammed. Trying to get to the city west full stop is an absolute matter. It's in the middle of nowhere. Tell me about it. Yeah. One more then, PB uh, from Jamie. Who is your all time favourite referee from any era, past or present? Oh. Mm. Dob, you seem ready. Yeah, me. Back <laughs> yourself, wouldn't it? Back yourself, like the women's series. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really torn. One, there's two that I've always loved. One I've become good friends with and still does it now, and the other one, sadly, no longer with us. But Bruce and George, for me, are the the the, the best two that I've ever heard do it and it's hard to to split them for me yeah I just, I just, but, it's difficult to just not Ross Bray is a very very nice bloke one of the first people that myself and Jarlith ever managed to interview in darts when we started on the hockey I've worked with Kirk Bevins I've worked with John Fowler who best wishes by the way um John yeah. John was taken ill over the weekend and is in hospital so um he is He's on the mend, uh, but best wishes to John as well before we do go. Um, but look, just darts referees in general, I don't think you'll find a bad one. They're all great to have. Even the floor guys, Owen Binks, Andy Walsh. Yeah. It's just such a nice yeah. group of people that do it because they love the game. Completely. With you there, God, 100%. Well, everyone, we've gone over the two hours just for you guys because you have absolutely smashed it this evening. Remember, the live league returns tomorrow morning at 9.30 on the Online Darts YouTube channel for day two of Group A. The live lounge will return next week at 8 o'clock on Monday. And over the weekend, we will have live streams for you on the Ladies Series and keeping an eye out on the Euro Tour as well. Remember, we have everything covered over the whole weekend, onlinedarts.com, so you don't need to go anywhere else. Again, from me, Phil Bars, a huge thank you for joining us this Monday evening we have been the online darts live line. Jack Gobby Garwood, Lee Boyce, absolute pleasure, gentlemen. And we will see you all for the ladies series over the weekend. Signing out. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 